0: Hello, patrons, and welcome to episode 19 of Minis and Movies. I am your host, of course, John Spencer, and tonight I'm going to be talking about random gaming stuff, uh, sort of how to have fun with uh, large mega battle type games. Um, I'm going to rant a little bit in the middle of it, uh, and then uh, for the movie section, I'll talk about Force 10 from Navarone, uh, which is a way more interesting movie than I thought, but not quite as good as maybe I had heard, so little spoilers there. Uh, so uh, if you guys want to talk to me about uh, what I've been talking about, or if you want to throw some ideas my way, hit me up uh, on Facebook, I'm John Oakland Spencer, Twitter, at John O. Spencer, probably the easiest way to get in touch with me, or email me, John Oakland Spencer at Yahoo.com. Also, I have a giveaway, uh, I'm giving away one copy of the latest Infinity book, Uprising, uh, to a random person who sends me an idea for a movie or... Gaming topic or a gaming rant for one of these casts. Just email me at JohnOaklandSpencer at yahoo dot com. Uh, put like giveaway or idea in the title, and we'll uh, randomly pick one of you guys in the middle of August and August uh, towards the end of August to uh, win a copy. Uh, as of yet, your chances are good because I have no entries. So I uh, mean, someone you just throw one person in, suddenly you would be the winner. But anyways, uh, tonight I'm drinking some. Uh, Mountain Dew ice mixed with uh, Cannon Blast. So, run. All right, so right, let's talk about Mega Battles and having some of the Mega Battles. Mega Battles used to be the thing. I mean, they were the bees knees, so to speak. Everyone wanted to get in a Mega Battle. You would not go into like a GW bunker, any large store with great uh, with a great amount of terrain and space, and not see you know four to six people throwing down on the same table and I'll be honest some of my absolute favorite memories of games like 40k and fantasy are from Mega Battles super fun uh, great enjoyment but um man they've kind of uh they've kind of gone by the wayside unfortunately you don't really see too many of those any longer mostly uh one on one games uh and actually you know what that's going to be my rant when we get there is the uh Sort of the nose in the air to casual, but we'll get there to do. So, Mega Battles, they're super easy to have fun with, but they do require a little bit of work to get the most out of them. Uh, No secret, I just started playing 40k again not too long ago. I had my first Mega Battle as a pickup thing. Uh, We had four of us there to play, and we decided to go two-on-two, which was fun. Uh, 2,000 points each, so 4,000 on 4,000. And uh, it was reasonably even, but at the end, it ended up kind of one-sided. But that's because the two best tacticians... With probably the two I don't know the two armies that worked together the best uh were teamed together myself and zach, and uh you know my his imperial soup and literally imperial soup, it was guard with a knight and uh, knight Castello and the big one, and also a whole bunch of uh sisters. So he had a great variety of stuff in there, lots of melted guns with the sisters, knight for some long range support, and then dropping in all of his dudes, plus the ability to reuse his own command points, which is super powerful. And me, I was just bringing knights, so I just brought some beef in there, and um, our opponents had uh, custodes, which are not great in a lot of games, and he unfortunately faced up against my knights, and while custodes are okay against everything, knights can kill them pretty, pretty well because they have a lot of bigger guns with multi-wounds. And then uh, uh, Chris also had uh, some nights with some guard support, but it was a different outlay and didn't work out quite as well. So that was sort of, you know, we, we learned something from that. But uh, then uh, Rob, uh, who was playing the custodians, is like, hey, let's do, you know, 7,000 points aside next time. You know, two on two. I'm like, I'm down. Uh, Zach and, and Chris didn't really think much of it. So they, they just, you know, haha, cool. And wandered off. So I have Facebook initiated it. And that's what you got to do with these big games. You got to initiate. You got to plan, get some guys together. Uh, unfortunately, Zatch is bad at being on Facebook and social media, so I didn't really find out until Thursday that he was in. Um, on Friday, I found out that Chris wussed out, uh, but he found someone else to take his place. So we all showed up on Sunday, uh, we did random sides again, and it ended up being Zatch and I again. If uh, you listen to the main podcast, you know how this ends. It was a very, very short game. Um, by turn three, they had two models left because Zac was out of fucking control. It was crazy. He brought seven Lehman Russes, uh, the minimum amount of guard he needed to fill out his force rotation chart, and then he brought several knights. I believe he had two or three regular ones, a big one, and two of the uh, armagers. And I brought the same force of knights, my uh, seven knights, four armagers, three big ones. Uh, Crystoris, I believe they're called, and then I also brought 1,500 points of Deathwing, being a uh, a Watchmaster with a squad, a kill team squad in one of my two uh, Corvus Black Stars, then a Chapa with another squad of uh, ki- another squad uh, kill team squad in the other Corvus Black Star, and then a small kill team squad in a Razorback that just drove around and mopped up objectives. Now I felt good about this because we, I had a plan and I initiated it and I was actually doing well. And my son Josh was sort of facing off mostly against me. And we were having a good fight. But Zach's stuff was just so crazy overpowering that it was just hard to do. And again, Zach, Zach and I are probably the two, I don't say most serious players, but the best combination of tactics, uh, model choice, and seriousness. So we probably shouldn't be on the same side again. But that's something we learn. We'll take that in the next battle. Next battle we do, we won't be allowed on the same side. We'll plan a little more. Um, but you have to do that. You have to plan it. You have to We uh, want to get the guys in there. And, you know, you have to get the right guy. So, Rob's always enthusiastic for it, but then he gets there, and as soon as shit starts not going his way, he becomes sort of negative Nancy and downer, and, and not really playing. I mean, he's there, he's rolling dice, and he's moving his models, but he's not really in it anymore. So, you got to have to sort of get the people who are good for that. And maybe we bit off more than we can chew, went too big too fast. Again, Rob's idea, not mine. I would have been happy with another 2 on 2 of 2,000 points. Maybe let me try some different stuff out, but... That might be what we do next. But you need to get together, you need to start chatting about it, Uh, plan it in advance, check the schedule. Because we didn't realize, because I didn't see it on their Facebook page, that there was an Armada tournament that day. And they, long story short, they didn't use the right tables. So there was not a lot of table space, it was all very inefficient. So we had to throw some flats on regular tables, which is fine. Still had a good, plenty plenty fun game. But you need to look at that, that way you're not uh, competing for space. Uh, You should probably figure out what your scenario is going to be beforehand a little bit. You know, treat it like a serious game, you know? You're having fun and all. Uh, And try and keep the scenario something where you've got to do stuff, but not something where just killing everyone's going to work. I actually like the open war stuff in Warhammer 40k for that, because... Uh, we actually did them randomly, which is actually not bad idea for those scenarios because there's lots of random twists and stuff, you know, ways to figure it out. Like we, you know, Zach, and I bring a ton of vehicles and suddenly you get the one where uh, whoever's killed the most points of stuff and vehicles count double. Well, shit, if you can get some dudes out there killing vehicles, you start really racking up points. You can have your models, you know, creamed, but still end up uh, in a victorious position. Uh, the last one we had was basically three objectives aside and you, uh, you had to go and control the objective. And <clears throat> excuse me. And if you trolled the end of the turn, you could uh, uh, destroy the objective. Uh, and whoever destroyed the three objectives on the opponent's side first won. And you know the way they set up, they had one squad covered one, uh, three squads covered another, but not overlapping coverage. And then one, then you know, a bunch of stuff near the third, but not a ton actually pr- protecting it. So we killed the first squad, uh, it was a five-man tactical squad, pretty easily. He had some stuff nearby, but I got a lucky advance roll on a night, put him right into his stuff, so suddenly he's got to worry about that. And he sort of skewed away from it, which is what I wanted, sent the Razor back over to take care of that. And the one in the middle, I just managed to clear out enough, uh, with Zack's help. Uh, I'd popped a transport with some good rolls, and spilled out a bunch of uh, Hellblasters, who were dangerous as crap, but I'm like, I don't care, I'll just run my... I'll, I'll f- throw my kill team into them and kick the crap out of them and hopefully come out on top and, uh, you know, take that objective and, uh, score points. But, uh, Zach had killed all but one, so when I assaulted it, it literally just was an assault to get in range of the objective. Nothing else nearby took it. And then last squad was a scout squad, and my watchmaster and everyone else took care of that pretty easily. Uh, so, but it was still, like, an interesting thing, but again plan for it, sort of have an idea what you want to do, maybe look at the scenarios, go, okay, we're not going to play this one. Uh, so apparently there's one where there's messengers, and I was told that that one is terrible, we should redraw it, so we agreed beforehand to redraw it. Uh, actually, that's going to be my, my mini rant there, is less the turn up the nose, more the, it's rant time, guys, in the middle, I know. I'll get back to, to large battles in a second, but you know how I am of conscious rant. If you're going to play a random scenario, just play a random scenario. Don't go all the trouble of like, okay, we've done this, we've broken it all out, and we, we rolled around a scenario, okay, cool, no, nah, I don't want to play that one. Well, I mean, you said random, dude, you chose the type in random, come on. If you don't want to play something, have the knowledge of what the scenarios are to actually say beforehand, we're not going to play this scenario. Don't wait till you roll like, oh, that one's terrible. Now, if you both agree it's terrible, it's one thing, but don't one player go, oh, that's terrible, I don't like that. That just means you're at a disadvantage. Sometimes you got to play through disadvantage. That's what happens when you are rolling random scenarios. Just like when we are rolling random sides into being me and Zach, which we're not going to do again, you get to be a disadvantage. That stuff happens. That what makes the game challenging and what makes the game fun. I love playing through a little bit of disadvantage. That's why a lot of times in Malifaux, I, bring, oh, I just bring a gang. I don't care what the fucking strategy and schemes are going to be. I don't care what you're bringing. I'm going to bring my gang that I wish to play with and see if I can finagle and tactics and strategy and luck my way through and and win a game so keep that in mind just because it's one oh this is one with reserves i don't like the reserves because it hurts my force well then you built a force that's not perfect and sometimes that shit's going to happen there is no army in the world that has ever fought entirely upon an advantage and if so they ain't much of an army because they never faced adversity so just play what you roll or look through them beforehand and going, okay, I've looked through all these, I don't think we should play this one because X, Y, and Z. Have your thoughts, just don't, don't say, I don't like it, because that's that's baby shit. We're adults here. Even the kids are smart enough to know when, like, oh, I don't like it because X, Y, and Z. If it's a good reason, agree not to play it, but come to that agreement beforehand. That's part of the whole Warg- Wargamer social contract. If you're coming to play, and you're playing a game, and you say, let's just play a random scenario, play a random scenario. I can't tell you how many times back in the old uh, GW Battlebunker days they'd have a, they had a bun- bunch of laminated scenarios and a thing. A couple, All right, go up and just grab one from the middle. Grab one, huh? It's kind of shit, but that's what we're playing. So there you go. Again, like I said, if you both agree that you don't want to play it because maybe it's extra complicated, you don't have the time, maybe it's just something you've played three times in a row, but you should think about that. Like, oh, hey, you know, I've played, you know, Patrol three times in a row, I don't want to play Patrol again. Okay, cool. Well, anything about Patrol. But talk about that, get that out of the way first, and don't just be annoying and be like, I don't want to play that now. Shut up and just play your goddamn game. Anyways, back to Mega Battles. Um, I'll I'll rant about how certain players turn their nose up at it sometime in the future, but uh, plan them out, get everyone together, talk about them, uh, get on social media, get together. So with Zach involved, we're going to have to Probably plan them an extra week in advance so I can talk to Zach on a Friday or Saturday, so it's not just trying to get him to answer a Facebook post, which doesn't fucking happen too often. I mean, Facebook's direct message. That's how bad he is. A text message on his phone. Still just as bad. But plan them out, get some together, have some fun. You know, talk about it. Like, uh, you know, we'll play this, that, you know, the other. Maybe we were talking about maybe playing less than 2,000 points aside so we can limit the number of detachments. So you, there's no super-duper imperial soup. So you actually have to do a little uh, more stra- strategic stuff. You can't just go, well, I'm going to take this minimum size unit of guard for the advantages that their relic, and having some cheap-ass dudes is, and then add you know, this minimum size unit of you know, sisters for their advantages, and add a knight on top of that. Maybe you don't do that. Maybe you make a more interesting army with that. You know, whatever. But talk it out. Make a plan. Figure out what scenario or what group of scenarios you're going to play from. And just have a good time. And go in there going like, this might be one-sided. It the, Games this one-sided is entirely GW problem. It only happens in Age of Sigmar. Mostly only happens in Age of Sigmar and 40k. To the extent. Most other games, you can hide your guys. You can make sure you're like, okay, I'm not going to get a lot of shots for, you know, I'm not going to get a lot of reaction stuff if you're playing Infinity. I'm not going to get a lot of arrows, but my guys are going to be safe and i be able to play. 40k, there's never enough train to fully hide because there shouldn't be. It's 40k, it's the battle game. You want less? You're playing a different size game. I'm sorry, it's the war game, as Kathy mentioned. If there's a skirmish game, battle game, war game. Warhammer and Age of Sigma, Warhammer, Warhammer 40k and Age of Sigmar are both war games. While something like uh, uh, War Machine is a battle game. And then you go lower and you get to the skirmish games. I love that that terminology. I'm gonna try and have to remember to keep that going. But again, make your plan, get it ready, be ready for the fact that you may not get much of first turn because you got your butt whooped in it. Shit happens. Remember, on a six, you got that first turn from them, and then they took it in the face. It's going to happen. Just be ready for it. Take it in stride. Just try to sit back and have a fun time. Do what you can. Make little objectives for yourself, and just try and have a good time. Because it's a game. It's supposed to be fun. Sometimes you're going to get your face pushed in, but you got to have some fun. In any case, that's my uh, talk on that, and my talk on uh, Mega Battles, and my rant on uh, choosing scenarios. Well, next up, media section. So, Ron! All right, Force 10 from Navarone. Uh, It is available for free on Amazon Prime if you wish to see it. It's a 1978 movie um, uh, based in World War II. And the whole idea is two British commandos well, not really commandos, ex commandos, two British soldiers are sent with an American team that's going to a similar place with their own objective. So I'm not going to spoil anything but telling you that the two British guys are both out of the war. Uh, Robert Shaw is playing Mallory, and uh, he's out of the war because he was injured uh, taking Navarone, which is where the, uh, the Guns of Navarone, I believe, is probably uh, what it's based off of. Um, they took the Guns of Navarone, and then this is Force 10 from Navarone. I'll have to see the Guns of Navarone at some point. Any case, so uh, Robert Shaw is Mallory, he's a major, and he's sort of on light duty because his leg was injured taking out the Guns of Navarone. And uh, then Miller, played by Edward Fox, who I do not know, um, is mustered out of the army. He's now basically a secret agent. Um, Oh, and they are very much the same, They're, they're the same characters from the Guns of Navarone, just different actors, Gregory Peck and David Niven in the first one, interesting. In any case, uh, he's sort of their, their. He works for Winston Churchill's secret uh, shop, doing explosives and gadgets and stuff. Uh, he's pretty cool. Uh, he's just a, a mere sergeant, though, or he was a corporal at that point. They both get promoted when they're reinstated, and they're sent to the uh, Chechen uh, partisans fighting against the Nazis to take out uh, Franco Nero, who is playing a. Uh, who is supposedly a double agent. He's a German agent who's infiltrated them, had infiltrated them at Navarone, but had not succeeded in stopping them. But apparently she so didn't get a bunch of their friends killed. So that's their goal. They're sent with Harrison Ford, playing Barnesby, uh, Colonel Barnesby, whose force sent from Navarone is supposed to uh, uh, go to the same similar area and secret mission. I'm not going to spoil everything, because you don't want to... Even though it's a really old movie, you don't want it super spoiled. In any case, he goes to this team along the way. They pick up Carl Weathers playing uh, Sergeant Weaver um, in an oddly miscast role for him. Um, Air Board's got a bunch of dudes, including Angus McInnes, who plays Reynolds, who also plays Gold Leader in Star Wars. So that was a little Star Wars reunion, or similar time. Obviously, came at the same time. Probably just filmed around the same time since so they're both already in England. Um, so basically, they get shot down. Bad stuff happens. Uh, they get captured by Nazis and have to break out and still continue their mission. It's kind of a slow burn. Um, it's about two hours long. It really kind of surprised me in how, despite being slow, it was still interesting. Um, it's way slower than any movie would be nowadays, I'll be honest. Um, a uh, movie nowadays would have to, would interest all the people, and would have made it a little more, it could have been more interesting if they'd interest all the, the soldiers and had them die slowly. And, you know, you get the feels for it. But it's not that kind of movie. It's not meant to be full feels. It's just a war movie. Not super fun. Not uh, super serious. Sort of in the middle. Uh, And through it all, they're supposed to complete their objectives. Just the five of them that survive. um, uh, And figure out uh, if Franco Nero, who plays Les Guevara, is actually a secret German agent. Or if the story they tell where he is... This isn't really a spoiler either because it's just laid out for you. Or if the, the story that he is actually a Chechen partisan who had killed Then they found out the actual German infiltrator, if that's true or not. So, kind of interesting. Uh, they keep you guessing on that through a good portion of the movie. Uh, a lot of little uh, zigs and zags to keep you on. Uh, Richard Keel, who played uh, Jaws, is in it as a big uh, Chechen guy who doesn't get along with Carl Weathers. Uh, I found him calling him Blackie slightly odd. it uh, would not happen again. Um, but overall, reasonably interesting. Carl Weathers is not bad, but he's not good. Um, I really feel like they missed the point with his guy. He's so so against authority for a military thing. I mean, nowadays they wouldn't let that fly. Um, I did enjoy the interactions between Robert Shaw and Harrison Ford. You know, hardcore British and Harrison Ford. Uh, Before he had the point of death, he's still young Harrison Ford, so that's very amusing. Uh, Franco Nero was solid in his role. Um, In fact, I would say most of the cast is at least solid in what they do. Um, A very enjoyable movie, not super action-y, sort of moderate action. A little bit of action, a little bit of sort of suspense, a little bit of what's going on, uh, but super fun. Uh, I suggest checking it out on uh, Amazon Prime. I'll give it about two shots of Kraken. It's, it's got some flaws. I feel like it is prime for a remake. Um, it has the great guts of a story, and you can definitely uh, can definitely make something great nowadays with it, um, hopefully without making it over long, because there's a lot of walking that they could probably gloss over in good montages. Montage! But in any case, enjoyed it. Two shots of Kraken. Check it out if you can. Again, it is free if you've got Amazon Prime, and free is the best price for a movie, I will be honest. Alright, speaking of free, next movie, I'm going to talk about, since I haven't got any suggestions or anything, I'm going to go with uh, Star Trek Beyond, because it's still on Amazon Prime for free, and I wish to watch it again. I haven't seen it in a bit, so, boom, Star Trek Beyond. Expect some of the Netflix stuff coming up soon. I'll probably do Ragnarok in there. I haven't seen that twice yet, uh, because my mom was uninterested in seeing it, because she's a little far behind on these movies, much like she didn't see Infinity War because it's too much for her to keep up with. She likes the the ones where she can understand, just jump in and go. Uh, she actually saw this with me without seeing the first two of these Star Trek movies, Star Trek Beyond, that is, and uh, enjoyed the crap out of it without much explanation. It was, and I thought that was a sign of a good movie. I think this movie is, is a really good movie. You'll see how I think about it the fourth time I've seen it, fifth, something like that. But I will watch that again next time. Expect a review. Expect me to chat about something gaming. Me to rant about something gaming. Maybe I'll be ranting about how tournament players turn their nose up at those fun games. We will see what I feel like when I reconvene in two weeks. Again, thank you guys for supporting the podcast. Have a good night. And Ron!